Shot. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make us a part of your week. We got a good one in store this week. We're going to be talking about a few games we've been playing. And yes, believe it or not, Chris has been playing a video game. We'll be talking about some loot boxes and what some platform holders are doing with those. Gears 5 with a cool map editor. We got a new Rocco's Modern Life out, some comics chat, and of course, a podcast recommendation at the end. And to break all that down and more with me, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? What's going on? I went to a concert last night, so my question to you is, greatest concert you ever attended? Go. Pearl Jam oh. 2001, maybe? And it still is with me today because <laughs> I broke my shoulder and I still have a giant calcified bone sticking out of my shoulder. If I wear a tight shirt, which yeah. when I run or anything like that, I can even probably make it happen right now. I just have my little my little friend, my little Eddie Vedder friend bone oh, sticking man. out of my skin still. So that like, should we give them the rundown, the quick rundown of what happened that day? Sure. So we, yeah, we went to a Pearl Jam concert up in Saratoga, New York. And um, they're right next to the the amphitheater is called SPAC is a, a, the state park and everybody goes to the park beforehand and pregames has fun and everything. Well, did, was it raining? I think it, it, it rained at one point. A little so bit. There was mud. Yeah. And we're literally just sitting there and just having a good time. And Mark just goes, what, how'd you say it? Let me do flip. Well, no, what happened was first we were like mudslides. So we all started doing a little bit of mudslides a little bit. And yeah. then we were throwing the football. And at this point, I mean, I was having a good time. Let's put it that right, way. It was right. a good time. <laughs> yeah. Your brother, it was you or your brother. I don't know who threw it. And I was yeah. like, hey, why don't you throw that football over this hill and I'll jump in the air, catch it, and slide down this hill on this mud. It'll be so cool. Okay. Well, when I jumped, you know, in the as much fun of state that I was having, I didn't realize that jumping off the hill was actually probably like 15 feet up. Mm. Came crashing down onto my shoulder. Still did the mudslide. Probably looked amazing, but the shoulder really <laughs> didn't survive that well. But I'll never forget your reaction, man. Like you, you, you got up and you just go woo, and everyone's like yeah, and then like you come over to me and you're still going like yeah, 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 and you sit down and you're like, oh, dude, I killed my shoulder. I think I'm dying. <laughs> and then on top of that, we go into the concert and you know we're having a blast. I mean, I'd never seen Pearl Jam up to that point because they hadn't actually been around the Albany, Saratoga area for a long much. time prior to that, yeah. you know. And we go into the show, and as the show is going on. <laughs> It's really hitting me like, wow, like I really <laughs> did something bad in my shoulder as I started to be able to feel it a little bit more. And yeah, still to this day, I still have that bump, man, sticking out of my shoulder. Yeah. Still there. Wow. Actually had like a, Belgium. I thought I was going to die of cancer like 10 years ago because I thought it was a giant like hard tumor protruding because it took it a while. <laughs> took it a while to um, start poking out. But it's Now, weird. did you ever go get anything checked for that or no you know i you, think i went like a week or two later and at that point you really? it was just too late yeah they were just what was too yeah. what was too late <laughs> it already just you couldn't see you couldn't what's, gonna, what's, what's he gonna mr miyagi karate chop my clavicle to break it again <laughs> no you think you broke it i dude you think so next time we're together you gotta feel I this mean, thing it's like little eddie better <laughs> he's on my shoulder i'm like <laughs> that's a little voldemort i walk around a little voldemort on my shoulder <laughs> Eddie Vedder, Voldemort. Uh, but did you enjoy the concert? Oh, I like, loved was the concert. It, did you, you remembered enjoying the concert? I do. And I just remember mm. screaming glorified G repeatedly between every yeah. song. And if you go yeah. by, I guarantee if you go by, because that was the year they did, what, like 50 bootleg yeah, like every, albums they put out. If yeah. you go get that Saratoga one, you could probably hear a screaming glorified G glorified in between G. every single over. song, and they never played it. Yeah. Didn't we had matter. a big gang with us that day too man that's what I'm, that's big why it's my gang. favorite yeah. concert like you know what? it was either that or like one of the random edge fests that we used to go to edge fest oh, the edge great. is a, a rock radio station in the albany area up there and they would have just a massive massive concert um just in the middle of like a fairground and yeah. i mean i remember going there coming home and like coughing up dirt oh, and like blowing my nose it would yeah. just be black because we would be outside uh, all day just in the dirt and the mosh pits and Good times, Dude, man. Those, oh, those were the best, man. And those and we could best. not. I could. I wouldn't be able to make it to noon if we did one of those <laughs> oh, no. all day events. Now, no, we no wouldn't even be getting no. there till noon. <laughs> 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 
Crazy. But what's up, everybody? You're five minutes into the show. We're going to give a big what's up to you guys out there. Thank you here, as always, here for tuning into the show. Uh, As always, you know, if you're whatever you're listening to the podcast on, please leave a review and subscribe over there. We do appreciate that. And if you want to email the show, email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on just the show. And hey, if you've ever been to an awesome concert, let us us know. I'd love to talk next week and hear what concerts you guys have been to. A couple quick announcements here at the top of the show. Number one... Uh, I did launch a YouTube channel. It's kind of a, a branch of this very show called The Enthusiast Life. So if you go to youtube.com slash The Enthusiast Life, you can find over there. I got an intro video. And by the time this goes up, well, maybe a, a brief time for those of you that you, a little, little taste if you're listening to this and haven't seen it yet. I have a video coming out about Final mm. Fantasy 14. Chris, what do you think oh, of that? Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't wait. I know you're so excited, man. <laughs> it's a 13 minute video about Final Fantasy 14. Uh, but mm. in all seriousness, I am, you know, I'm launching this channel. It's something that a lot of people have always asked me, like, are you on YouTube? Do you do anything on YouTube? And uh, I figured now's the time. It's kind of a branch of this podcast, kind of like bite-sized pieces that you hear, kind of our little segments that we do. That's what it'll be on top of just vlogging. I'm going to be talking about, you know, I have a video coming up about running. I'm going to have a video coming up about the 501st and maybe just about putting on Stormtrooper armor. Nobody knows what that's like or what the different pieces are. Do a, a good idea. What it's like putting in that. I'll show you how I put it on. Do a nice little time lapse video. You can see that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I can show you all the armor bites I've gotten. Through how the years. long does it take you from beginning to end to get all that on? Longer, uh, longer than now, I'm thinking. Now it takes me probably. I could probably do about 15 minutes. Wow. Pretty quick. And and dude, That's... I've gotten I've gotten ready in anywhere from the Charlotte Hornets <clears throat> away team locker room mm-hmm. to literally in a bathroom stall. Like at a, uh, at a, I don't know, just a weird hotel or something like that. Yeah. Like we we're, we try to go to these places and you always say, like, that's one of the questions that when people request us to come out, they can say, you know, or we say, do we have a nice place where we can change and leave your equipment? And whenever you see that, no, you're just like, she's oh, like, yeah, where am I going to get dressed go today? One. Maybe <laughs> not going to do that one. It's crazy. Oh, you don't even do it? You won't even do it uh, do, if they don't do, give you we a place get, to We get requested to do so many things that, I mean, there's so many things that just nobody goes to. Oh, uh, okay. It's just, I mean, you know, so, but now, that's what's cool. You pick and choose what you want to do. So the, the 2020 Republican convention is going to be in Charlotte. Have they asked the 501st to uh, no. show up for, no? No, and uh, I will not be attending that. You won't be accepting I that invitation? Okay. Nope. I'm working that weekend. <laughs> Unless it's like the Sith Lord, you can go. For that. <laughs> well, actually, the Sith Lord may be there. Actually, I think he's running again, isn't he? I think, I think so. that's what's happening. Uh, but enough about that, Chris. Let's talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. Something that I know okay. I've never talked about here on the show. But no, in all seriousness, I promise this will be the last time I talk about it here on the show. All I want to say is I finished the lead up to the first expansion, Heaven's Ward, and Chris, mm. I literally shouted out loud. During the final cutscene, scream! Really? I, I literally like, 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 like is a, it? Is it? Oh, go ahead. like it was. It was that. It wasn't like okay. a like oh, like all happy. It <laughs> no, was no, no, a, no. I, I was, I was thinking shock. like, was it like the epic moment in in Endgame, like screaming? But it was more or less of a shock. It was toned thing. down. It was. It. It. it, it right. I'm gonna say it's not on that level because nothing. I don't think has ever been on that level. Right. But it was it was something like that where it was like, oh, whoa, like didn't see that coming at all. Really? And that's what I hear <laughs> continues and it even gets crazier. Like that's what is pushing me through this game is, which is bananas to think about. It's an MMO. This isn't a story right. game, but it's a Final Fantasy game. So they've doubled down on the story on top of the MMO aspects. And that's why I'm pushing How- forward. I'm done. I don't even want to keep talking about it. Nobody wants to hear about it anymore. Go to youtube.com slash enthusiast life and watch the video. But I got a <laughs> question though. Yeah. Go <laughs> how, ahead. Like, so so you have played this game for how many hours now? Almost a hundred. I'm over ninety okay. now. I'm like ninety-five. How, my problem with games, like I I like story, but I couldn't play a game for a hundred hours and, and keep track of what the hell's going on story-wise. Honestly, this game is very much like Game of Thrones. Like that's now as the story progresses, it's becoming mm-hmm. that not not in terms of what's happening in the story, but in terms of there are so many characters, there are so many yeah. different like things being pulled in different directions. And somebody you see thirty hours in, you may not see him again till seventy hours, but when you do, 
Mm-hmm. You remember them. I mean, that's what I think is great about this game is the world building. I keep saying that is like they've just created an amazing world that it's awesome to be in, and everything makes sense right now. Like, and and mm-hmm. they just keep tying things together. It's, I love it. Okay, I'm in it. <clears throat> so, so we'll have about an update that. next week. What? We'll have an update next week. Maybe the following week. We'll talk about okay. we'll talk about it again the following week. Yeah. I got to get through this expansion. It's probably going to take me forever. Uh, but Chris, you've been playing a game. So enough about me playing games. I don't even know the last time we could say you've actually played a game here on the podcast. So what what have you been playing? So like, I can't do 100-hour games. <laughs> well, I can I can if I have like five years to play it. Yeah. Um, so kind of like the games that I, I go for, number one, are always mobile. So any like any app game, I'm always like scouring the market for uh app games and stuff like that and i need like i need them to be in like bite size like pe- like chunks like I, I can go in for five ten minutes and do what i got to do jump out go back in and do that multiple times a day and this game um terra genesis is exactly that game and it's been out for a little while so i'm sure i'm i'm, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it i want to see I know it's it's kind of popular from what I have you, you heard you've heard well, of it right? when you you said something about when you sent me the text saying hey I'm playing this game Terra Genesis I I've saw it like within that week somewhere whether it was a well, Twitter some, ad or just something it popped up for some reason like I got uh, on one of my uh, news readers I think someone put up like new Terra Genesis trailer and I'm like I f- thought I played that game or or I heard about that game. Maybe it's like number two. Like Did they have Terra a big Genesis update two. or something? Was there a new update? That's what it was. I think it was a big update. Yeah. So basically what this game is, it's it's like a, it's like a planet building simulation game. And it's just all like uh, basically like point and click type of stuff. So like you you literally start with a, a barren planet and they are actual planets. Like you start with Mars and Mars is just your, your regular red planet. And you have to do everything from, hmm. from raise the, the – temperature to raise the sea level to lowering the sea level if it's get too high to uh raising the oxygen level now raising, how are you raising, or like, you just choose to do that or do you have you, to like mine resources no, or anything no, or no you're just you you can you can you can mine stuff just for like money purposes mm-hmm. basically but um everything you do you, and then you have to start building populations but your first population has to be like within a dome because there's no oxygen on the planet yet because you can't afford to put in the things to create oxygen or and, and plants and things like that. So once you start doing that, you can more progress the planet. And, and always in the like the the left or the, excuse me, the right hand side of the screen, you always see the planet just like rotating in its current state. Hmm. So like right now, like I, I have it to where like I I have water and everything on Mars. So Mars is slowly becoming looking like Earth. Nice. And it's awesome. It's just a fun, and and you can there's only can do so much. You can't sit there and play this game for like a half hour, because you only have so much to do. Everything is time based. So when when you want to um, incorporate like anything, like if you if you wanted to put in like a new population, um, that takes like a half hour for it to complete. So it's always running in the background. Yeah. And every time you um, go back in, it'll update you. Now is but that you, is that how they're monetizing it? Like. Oh, you could. Is it like the like Clash of Clans? Right now, my son. Oh my God, he's all about Clash of Clans. He's got me trying to go into it, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna build my thing, and then it's like, you got 30 minutes, or you could spend a little bit of the currency and make it right. Work. Yeah, okay. and and if you hurry it up, they're called like uh, GP, which I can't remember what that stands for. Um, Genesis points, um, and you you can speed up the process. Okay. Now to get Genesis points, you can outright buy them for you know cold hard cash, yep. or all the time on the top of the screen, it says incoming transmission. And if you click that, it plays a 15 or 20 or 30 second video that will give you Genesis points. Like a random ad? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's random. Or it will uh, give you 200% um, like boost in your revenue and it's cumulative. So like if, if you do like if you get an ad that that plays for like 15 seconds, It'll give you that 200% boost for an hour, and then you could get another one of those incoming transmission ads 10 seconds later, and we'll add another hour. So I've literally had where I've had 200% revenue increase for eight hours, which is cool. So you just build like money in this, which is I like I like the fact that money is not really an option in this game Mm -hmm. once you get going. 
it's it's a little bit of a like a like a tight wad, I guess, for her money in the beginning. But once you get going, money's not the problem, which I like that. I hate freaking running out of money in a game. Yeah. I can't stand that. Yep. So it it's it's just a really mindless just a chill, uh, mindless game. It is, man. And and you once you get that uh planet up and running and it's self sustaining you move on to another planet and you start a whole another planet all over again. So mm. you have to build cities. Like I sent you the screenshot of like all my cities right now are named after avalanche players. <laughs> it's awesome. So I have like the city of Sackick, like the city of Forsberg, <laughs> the, the city of Deadmarsh and all that. And then like the next planet I'm going to do, I'm probably going to do Bronco players. See, and, I so. wouldn't expect less from SB Nation's very own Chris Maselli. Exactly. Funny. Exactly. <laughs> I have to get the avalanche in here somewhere. That's um, right. It's fun, man. It's just it's like I said, like you don't you don't actually see <clears throat> the population. Like when you build like these hab units, they call them. You don't see them. It's just I want to build that. Click it, and then it's see. I know that's your, that's your type of game because I remember I like when we were younger, you loved like Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I mean part uh, of that was like just crashing the roller coasters, but also like you actually <laughs> enjoyed building the parks and like right. managing the the admission prices and all that and have you ever tried a civ game a civilization game like civ 5 or civ 4 i've tried civ 5 yeah a long time ago see i think honestly man i think those games would be up your alley man i think yeah, that's I a game that, like because that's what that. a lot of i mean in the end you're also competing against other people but you're trying to race to like you know make your your civilization be the smartest and hit hit like I forget what the points are, but it's like current technology or, you know, there's all just different things you can win different, different factors. It's not yeah. always just military. Um, well, I, I don't thing, know. Like, I think you would dig I, it. I, I like building something from the very beginning. I like, I love that aesthetic of, of literally starting with uh, on square one and building it up to every, that's why I, I always like try to find games like these. But the problem I always have is I always run into a wall of now you have to spend money. Yeah. And I'm just not going to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, I have, but see, that that's mobile games now, right? And it is. You, you it almost is. wonder why it. is that? Like, why, if you're enjoying a game, because I'm, I'm in the same boat, so I'm not actually just calling you specifically out on it, but it's right. like, if you're enjoying a game, why not spend, is it, is it more like, because I'm trying to think, for me, many people know out there, I did a podcast about Paragon. Paragon was a mm. free-to-play game. It's made by Epic. The guys do Fortnite, also a free-to-play game. And... Mm. I had no problem with Paragon spending. I mean, I literally spent $20 on a skin for a character in that game once. Wow. But I had no problem. But part of it could be because they weren't in my face saying, hey, you know what? If you spend a little bit of money, where like a game like Terra Genesis, as much as you're loving it, when mm -hmm. you hit that thing to build in, it says you have 30 minutes, but you could pay. Like right. maybe, maybe it's just that little thing that triggers in your brain. Like, I'm not going to pay you right now. Where if they didn't do that, but then just kind of off to the side, kind of like how these skins were in the game. It was just like, you want to engage with it? You can. If you don't, it doesn't matter. You know what well, I mean? I like, think, <coughs> excuse me. I have to apologize. Asking for you to pay for the convenience. I don't know. I just want to say, like, real quick, I was like, I am getting a little scratchy, scratchy in the throat. Oh so if I cough a little bit, I'm sorry. Hacking. Um, I for me, I think what it is is like, um, the the Star Wars game that I played for years, the Galaxy, Galaxy Heroes. of Heroes. I I put put money into that i'd probably say i mean i played it for three years i probably put close to like i'd say close to 100 bucks in that game but i played it for three years like i'm not yeah. willing to to hit a wall in a game after like two weeks and then start putting money into it because i don't know if i'm going to want to play this for that long true you yeah. know what i mean yep, so I it, gotcha. if i if i know i'm going to play this game for the foreseeable future and i will get a lot out of it i don't have a problem putting in some money because like yeah like you know, like I said, probably close to a hundred bucks for for Star Wars, but that's over the course of three years. That's less than two video games. Yeah, and again, I mean, that's I that was fun. your jam, man. That was your game. You were it was, playing yeah. it literally every single day, every day, every yep. single day for a very, very long time. Yep. And I don't have any regrets of of spending that money because that's you know that's like you don't regret spending money on any video game unless it's two worlds. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Guy, that that just shows you how long it's been since Chris has been in the video game industry. People probably tuning in this have no idea what Two Worlds is. Chris, the analogy to Two Worlds today is a game called yeah. Anthem, and it just came out in February. EA's Anthem, as great as that game looked. Oh, Trainwreck, man. Oh like, yeah, I remember the trailer. For, I thought yeah. this was supposed to be awesome. You remember me loving it? Oh yeah, the the movement. There there is. Uh, 
We're not even going to get into it, Chris. Okay. Let's just say right. the new two worlds is really. Amber. It's Amber. Really? It's yeah. We can talk off here. I don't want to. We don't have to. But what was that supposed to compete with? What was that Destiny. game supposed to compete? And the division. I That's mean, right. division two came out like two weeks later. So like, specifically, it was the division. But it was basically EA's live service looter game. And in the end, I mean, it's still the minute to minute gameplay is a lot of fun. And it's more just the motion because you it's literally Iron Man, the game like you can just jump up in the air and you're flying wherever you want to go. Right. The issue is what you're doing and kind of progressing towards is completely meaningless. And just they just released mm. that game way too early and they just put a big update out. I haven't dove in yet. They put it out literally like last week. Kind of the reports seem to be. Eh, it's cool, but there's still a long way to go. So I don't, I don't know, man. I honestly really don't have any interest logging back okay. into Anthem for a long time. But yes, <laughs> the new Two Worlds as Anthem. For those of you who don't know Two Worlds, go look it up. It was uh, <sighs> a very terrible RPG that came out years ago. Yeah, uh, not Two off. Worlds Two, just straight up Two Worlds. Yeah. Um, speaking just of spending <laughs> money, Chris, on video games, let's let's move into the story because I, I think this is an interesting um, just conversation. Now, I think it was about a month ago or so. There was a the Congress was going to do something here in the States, just talking about loot boxes and like going to have like a whole thing about what, what can they do to kind of combat maybe what the video game industry and the ESA weren't doing to combat the issue of loot boxes. When I say the issues, it's just the fact that, you know, a little kid could be playing Terra Genesis. Now Terra Genesis doesn't have a true loot box, but basically you always hear those stories of kids going on their parents' phone or, or whatever and spending mm-hmm. $500 on a little loot box trying to get that little hat for their character or whatever game it is. Right. And the reason is is because they don't know really what the odds are of them actually getting something. They just think I can buy it and I'm going to get it. And I'll admit, like my son, he plays Madden Ultimate Team. Like that's his jam. And in that, you're buying packs. I mean, half of EA's revenue comes from FIFA Ultimate Team every year. They make millions of dollars on that, of people buying digital packs of cards with hopes of getting whatever player it is that they want. Well, okay. uh, the major platform holders, so Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, are now requiring that any game on their platforms disclose the odds for loot boxes and uh, similar mechanics in video games. This was uh, also, I guess this was announced at um, some ESA um, the ESA Chief Counsel of Tech Policy, Michael Warnicki, revealed this at a loot box workshop organized by the United States Federal Trade Commission. So this was actually at the, the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, this member of the ESA was there. And uh, so it's not just the platform holders. It's going to be, I guess, Activision Blizzard's on board, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Bungie, EA, Take-Two, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, and Wizards of the Coast were all listed on there. And they're saying that they have to have these in there by the end of 2020. And they have to basically disclose the odds for anything so, in those loot boxes. So, like, give me an example with like with your son and 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 Madden. Like, what what it what can he get from these like players, actual players? players or yeah. So, so the way the ultimate team works in Madden is there's a it's a whole separate mode, and so you go into ultimate team and you build your team of just these cards that you get. So you may get like Mm -hmm. a 79 Aaron Rodgers. So he's kind of like a a crappy Aaron Rodgers, but there could be a 99 Aaron Rodgers out there. And in the game, it actually makes a difference when you take your team in. And when I say card, it's literally that player on your team. You go in that 99 Aaron Rodgers is can throw probably 20 yards further down the field. He's that much more accurate. He's that much faster where that 79 kind of sucks. And so the what what you do in ultimate team is you take your team online, you play against someone else's team, you earn enough points to buy more packs to get more cards, or you can just straight up buy car, like buy the packs. And then the other thing, and this is where my son, which it always boggles my mind. He doesn't even really play Madden so much anymore. He plays, the online auction house where he'll buy those packs in the beginning of the season because a lot of times look at the special edition you get like 20 packs or whatever he'll sell them on the auction house and he'll you know get some in-game gold or whatever it is because and it's not something that he's actually buying but he's getting the money in the game and then he'll buy cards low to sell high so he plays it like the stock market (laughs) but it's mad i'm like he spends more time i go downstairs like yeah look at this what i got and i'm like you're not even playing the game. He's like, no, but this is great. I, I made 30,000 gold or whatever today. I was like, okay, well, if that's your thing. But that's what people do. So so people get into this game. They're just buying all these packs. But wow. you can spend as much money as you want. You're not going to get the 99 Aaron Rodgers. You know, you're just not going to get them. It's not going to happen. And so that's what they're trying to do here is say we they want to basically put up front what the odds of getting those things in the loot boxes are. Okay. Now, here's my question. How 
accurate and how much of finagling are they going to do on these numbers? That's what I'm thinking, dude. Because, okay, now you have everybody wants a 99 Aaron Rodgers and it's probably one in a thousand to get him. Don't tell me they're not going to put like one in a hundred to get him or one in. Yeah, dude, I, well, I guarantee it's going to probably be more than one in a thousand, which is the sad thing when okay, these things I, actually. Right. But I'm, what I'm saying is, when these odds actually come up, it's going to be like pathetic, I think. So that's why they can't. That's why they can't be truthful. <laughs> right. Well, there's two things. I mean, I think that you know they're they're going to either have to be truthful and adjust the odds because I wonder how are they going to test that. And then on top of that, my other question is, what is this page or whatever the these front-facing odds even going to look like how many players are in the nfl and there's like probably 20 different versions of aaron Rodgers. you know it'll be like the gold ultimate team edition the gold you know green bay packers great card there's the because they do it like baseball and football cards where it'll be like you know here's this gold foil card and it's just a crazy one like are they going to go through every single player and if i say i want the aaron Rodgers gold are they going to sh- maybe maybe just highlighting the card in the game to see it even though you don't own it? It will then show you the odds of getting it. Right? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't like know how, how like, or, or a game. You're like, right. You're right. I'm trying to think, even like a game like uh, I mean, let's say Fortnite or whatever. I mean, they well okay. they they don't really have loot boxes. Like Overwatch has loot boxes. So like Overwatch, you want a certain skin for a certain <clears throat> character, but like, is it going to show me every single skin every for single every single one. character? Like. Yeah, is it going to be like when you open the pack, there's something there? Or it's just like a separate screen where there's just basically something like a Excel spreadsheet or that something like that. That shows you like a thousand, you just, thousand things you could possibly get. Yeah. It's, I just don't know. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's the why logistics it's of it. And really, there's nothing legally binding in this. This is just a – it says that they're uh, – you know, the platform holders are requiring these people. But you mean to tell me that if Ubisoft decides not to do it, that Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony are not going to put a Ubisoft game on their platform? I mean, Ubisoft's always, yeah, you right. know, the the one that's there day one, which I don't think Ubisoft would do it because I think now we're kind of living in an age where people um, look down upon these practices. Um, right. So I think this is a good step, at least in the right direction, but I don't think it's enough I, and I just don't from, know really I what mean, they're going to do. Put, put yourself in like the, the business's mindset. I think they're going to see this as like a way to get more money because they're just going to finagle the number. Because pe- people know that getting Aaron, you know, we use the we're using the Aaron Rodgers. I know why were you talking about Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Everybody wants a Cam Newton. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, he's like one in two chances of getting. Oh him. man. Anyway, um, you know, pe- people know that it's a long shot, but they, like you said, they don't want to see that it's a long shot. So they're not going to put up there that that's so high, and they will lower the number so people pump more money in trying to get them, and you're still not going to get them. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What do you think would be better? Would it be better to keep the Aaron Rodgers 99 or whatever it is as a 1 in 50,000 odd in a loot box or sell that 99 Aaron Rodgers just straight up for like $500? Oh, Jesus. Knowing that you're, you're putting that price tag on it, that there will be less iterations of him out there meaning mm-hmm. that it will still keep those odds low because that's the thing like it's a one in fifty thousand or whatever it is especially in, when it comes to ultimate team skins in games and stuff like that are a little bit different but in, in ultimate team mm-hmm. it actually affects the game so the reason right. those odds are there is because it's like if you get that player on your team you're gonna kick some ass so but then at that point then it's <laughs> a straight tough. up pay to win it's like you right. just paid you're gonna go in and spend thirty thousand dollars to get 99s of every position on your whole team and just own the game. That's pay to win. So, people so now basically if you want the best team, you need to be in a higher tax bracket, basically. <laughs> yeah. To no really. No, I know. I mean, because because it's like yeah, you can't <clears throat> when you go to these um you know, fairs and you get these tiny stuffed animals, you pumped thirty dollars to get a stuffed animal that's worth ten bucks. You know what I mean? So yeah. now it's like they're 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 letting you know that this person is very expensive and for someone like me. I it will completely turn me off to that. I won't even look at that for the rest of the time that I play that game because I know it's unattainable for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't and I can't see them wanting to remove that much of their their audience away from an Aaron Rodgers 99. Yeah. See, and see because- again, I I think there are really two cases cuz in, in- now that as we're kind of talking this out loud, like the ultimate team situation does definitely give you an advantage where if you flip it on the other side, like Bungie is listed on here and Bungie did things where you could buy these 
little ornaments in the game or whatever for your guns and that. And some of them came from these little engrams that you would open and give you just a random thing. Like in that case, if they just let you straight up buy the items, that I think is the better scenario. Cause it's like, people are going to spend the money cause they're going to buy and get what they want. They're not pulling that slot machine, you know, or pulling that handle and maybe not getting it. And in the end, if they, if everybody buys the one same, the same ornament, it doesn't change the game because it's just cosmetic. Right, it's not right. actually game changing. Where an ultimate team, it straight up is. I mean, that's like the ultimate, just nefarious iteration of these loot boxes, where it actually right. affects gameplay. I mean, that's how ultimate team works. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how this uh, yeah. kind of moves forward because, because especially EA is the one man with all their sports games and that ultimate team that brings in so much money for them. It's insane. Like that is their cash cows throughout the year, especially FIFA because it's a worldwide game. It's, it's mm, everywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. Wow. Well, I, we should monitor this as yeah. it goes on because it'll be interesting to see how when this launches, like, and then even, <clears throat> excuse me, after it launches, to see how the numbers have. Yeah. If do they do they increase or decrease at all, or do they just stay the same? Yep. To see what their uh, revenue. Yeah. Well, that is from. Yeah. Because I, because you know if it's me, I always like that. Even though I know it's a a long shot, I always like the to know that there's a, an opportunity for me to get this guy randomly. Not knowing the numbers, and Wait. then knowing the numbers, uh, just uh, it would take me out of it. Yep. What did the uh, great cinematic character Lloyd Christmas, played by Jim Carrey, say in Dumb and Dumber? So you're telling me, there's telling a me chance. there's a chance. Cripes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, real quick here before we move on, I want to go ahead and thank our sponsor, and that is our good friends over at Gamergoo. Gamergoo, of course, is the antiperspirant for your hands. So. If you've been playing those sweaty Terra Genesis matches on your phone or, or maybe those sweaty dungeons in Final Fantasy XIV, or hey, even you're getting ready for Borderlands 3 coming out or even Destiny Shadowkeep coming out, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep in October, Gamergoo's got your back. All you got to do, go to Gamergoo.com. You can see all the scents they have over there. They have cinnamon, there's teakwood, there's uh, cherry blossom, peppermint. Uh, what else we got? We got uh, the vanilla sugar, a bunch of others over there. You can go there, check them all out. And uh, use my code TELL, T-E-L, save yourself 10% off your order. And if you're not sure and you don't want to dive in, they actually have some free uh, free trials, some free samples I can send to you. So you can go over there, Gamergoo.com. You can see it there. And uh, Chris, if you were yeah. to go with your with a Gamergoo scent, would you go with cherry blossom or vanilla sugar? Well, see, that's tough because I'm a sweets guy. And um, but, but first, we're doing we're doing like a final four. This is the final four of Gamergoo. So, cherry blossom or vanilla sugar? Go. Vanilla sugar. Okay. Cinnamon or teakwood? Teakwood. Okay. Here we go. This is it. This is this is it. Final. This the, is, the head. Yep. Vanilla this is, sugar or teakwood? Hmm. Man, I think I'm gonna go. Vanilla sugar. Oh, really? See, I would go the teakwood, yes. man. That's that's yeah. mine. Yep. I go with the upset in the final. There you I go. go. That is that is SB Nation's very own Chris Maselli's final four for the Gamergoo. Yeah. So again, go to yep. go go to gamergoo.com. Use our code tell T E L. Save yourself ten percent off your order today. And like I've always said to folks too, Gamergoo is a great option for people just looking for a, a neat gift for that gamer in your life. It's, <clears> it's something that you know a lot of people don't know about. And it's something that uh, I, I definitely am a proponent of. I, I love Gamergoo. I've said it before. My my gaming room smells like the many cents of Gamergoo. Mm. So Gamergoo.com. Use tell T-E-L. Save yourself 10% off your order. You can find the link down in the show notes. And again, big thanks to Gamergoo for continuing to support the show. Uh, one more video game story, Chris, I do want to talk about. And it's funny. You talked about how you like creating things from scratch and doing your own, your own thing. And this story just dropped. Actually, it was uh, two days ago, I think. Okay. Um, Gears 5, not to be confused with Gears of War 5, which doesn't exist. It's just straight up Gears 5 now. Did you know that? Did we talk about that on the show? We did. We so did. Gears Gears 1 through 4 doesn't exist. No. Gears 5, we start right off. We, yes, Gears, Gears 5. we're starting with Gears 5. <clears throat> Gears of War 1 through 4 and Judgment are their own thing. Gotcha. Gears 5. Gears although 5. it's still a continuation I don't know, kind of makes my head explode. But there's a new mode calling coming called Escape. And essentially Escape is you and two other people. So three people, you basically fight through just, 
it's kind of like a horde mode, but it's more like see through wooden doors, wooden doors with my <laughs> X-ray vision, X-ray cat. You're fighting through. Yeah, anybody out there, if you know that reference, either tweet it at us or email me the enthuslife yeah. at gmail.com. Five points, five points if you get yeah, it. If you get five points and a gears five plus, <laughs> um, and maybe a loot box. I'll throw in a loot box. Um, but this new mode, Chris, Escape, you you basically go down these corridors and fight through a bunch of the enemies in, in Gears 5. You get to a helicopter at the end, and you get, a, you get out. It's literally, like the name says, Escape. Escape okay. the level. Well, they're putting in a complete level creator of this Escape mode into Gears 5. And when you see like just the, the interface for it, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Like it's, it's just all these different... It almost looks like you're building like a tile set of like a Dungeons and Dragons like campaign that you're running through or like you're just building like a, a Hot Wheels track. Like it's an overhead map. And then once you build that, then you go in and say, I want these enemies here. I want this many here. I want that, that. And then it's going to have a whole shareable platform where you can share it with the community or go out and see other creations that people have made. It's basically okay. like Mario Maker <laughs> for Gears for this So explain mode. explain the level in just in in you know it's basic form again you're just going down a well a hallway you said or? well no 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 i mean it's it's a typical like room to room to room to room it's not like okay. you're just literally running down a hallway they're all going to be right. different cuz that would be cool yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be cool. but see like i'm going to show you if you're looking at the camera right now me? like that is the editor so you're putting like the pieces i see see what i mean you're kind of like laying the pieces throughout there it's it's awesome dude so it's almost like almost like a resident evil type of map like you go into room by room and oh but <laughs> yeah like yeah like you know what I mean? little, yeah, yeah. You, like hit the start but, button in resident evil and go in but then in that mode that i just showed you you can go in and then say in this room i want it to be this tile set i want there to be you know these enemies this many of them and then you could put other things in there i mean there's something that even says portals so you can even have probably jump from one room to another room and make little mazes and things in there that's pretty cool can right? you can you or do they limit you on how many you know, enemies you can load into one one I'm room. Looking because... right now, and in the top right corner, it says Chapter One Budget. So I think you remember Forge okay, and so, Halo, and it kind of yeah, gave yeah. you like a number in every asset <laughs> you put in. And part of right. that's just because game engines and, and the memory capacity of of certain <laughs> consoles or yeah. PCs can only handle so much. So you you right. could have essentially overloaded at some point. But, so what do you think people are going to do with this? Because don't you feel like? You know, when when people have access to these these like level creators and stuff like that, they always will tap some other game yep. and bring that style into this game. You know I what just, I mean? So, I just saw like yesterday, and I think there was even a story somewhere today on Kotaku, one of those um, one of the gaming outlets, where somebody created a full on dungeon crawler in Super Mario Maker Two. And when I say dungeon crawler, it's like the classic where like. If you think of like the old, I think Dragon Warrior did that. I know the old Fantasy Star, not Fantasy Star Online, but Fantasy Star was this way. The old RPG where you walk in a room and like the monsters on the screen and the little hit points are in the corner. Oh, right, Somebody yeah. did that in Mario Maker 2 by somehow really? just using the logic of the, the everything that's there. How? I don't know. Oh, man. Somebody's going to do something bananas in this game. You know yeah, they, they are. are. That's why I love these things because it yeah. just really opens up like the, the creativeness of, of, of gamers out there that normally wouldn't. Never have the opportunity to go work for a, 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 a gaming company. Now they put their talents on display, man. It's yeah. awesome. This stuff is great. And we haven't talked at all about Dreams here under the, the PlayStation, like no. the Media Molecule game, because I haven't I gotten hands on with it. And that's I something you might want to check out. I mean, to me, that's something that, you know, I think <clears throat> jumping into for me just to check out things that people created almost would probably be worth it. Um, I'm not somebody who usually creates a lot of things, even like Mario Maker. I don't make levels. I just enjoy playing the levels. And actually, yeah, I, I enjoy the levels that are more just your basic Mario levels more than I do the ones that are like the bang your head against the wall. Like there, there's a, some moments where I want to do something like that and challenge myself. But right. half the time, it's like I just enjoy running these fun Mario levels. Right. You know, I, just, I just enjoy playing that game. And I think that's where people maybe that really enjoy Gears. This could really have a lot where you don't want to go into maybe a true horde mode because that's somewhat competitive. You don't want to go into a straight up PvP, but you just mm-hmm. want to hang out with your buddies and just shoot some, you know, aliens in the face or whatever. This is the perfect, the perfect mode I think for people that's just going cool. go on a playlist and just start pulling all these different maps. I love it. When's this come out? 
Uh, that comes out uh, uh, September 10th, very soon. Oh. And it's included on Game Pass because it's a Microsoft game. So oh, wow. 10 bucks a month, man. You get it on both PC and Xbox. It's pretty awesome. Faux free. That's awesome. crazy. Uh, let's see. Let's move on here to a movie I watched this week. When I say movie, it was more like eh, a little feature, I'm going to say. Okay. Did you know there's a new Rocco's Modern Life out? No, I I didn't. And I, I, it's not been a a franchise that I followed throughout my life. So I didn't, I had no idea that it was, I mean, is this a reboot? Like, is this just. This is Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. It's a short movie. It's only like 50 minutes. It's up on Netflix now. It's, it's, uh, uh, brings back the whole crew, so everybody is back. And the cool thing about it is, my when I was a kid, like Chris, I mean, you loved Nicktoons when we were younger. I mean, you remember like Doug and Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy. Love those. Gotta love, love them, those. right? Yeah. Well, Ren and Stimpy was my favorite, probably until Rocco came out. There was just something about Rocco that I just I loved. I don't know. I just love the show because there was a lot of adult humor in there and they were really pushing the envelope, kind of like Ren and Stimpy did for like what they could do, but it was much more cartoony, I think, than Ren and Stimpy. Okay. Um, but we binge watched the whole series last, I think it was like last fall, my kids and, and wife and I, and the kids loved it. And we found out this was coming out. And so we made it a whole night. The other night we watched uh, Rotter, or Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. And the way the series ends is Rockets, or Rockets, Rocco's house Rocket. gets taken a rocket. <laughs> Again, email us that, that quote too. Uh, Rocco's house gets shot into space. This movie picks up right there 20 years later coming back to earth oh okay so they're still living in the 90s at one point where someone even says to him like rocco you're still in the 90s like you gotta live in the now there's cell phones there's you know things have just completely changed and the whole episode basically revolves around their favorite tv show that they had one copy of the show while they were in space for the 20 years that they could watch over and over and over again and it was a show that you would see in the series before they come back to Earth, and all he wants to do is watch new episodes of the big of the big heads. They're called, or the fat heads, I think they were called. The show's been canceled. Rocco <laughs> is pissed, and that's where the show kind of kicks <laughs> off of him trying to find out. And his neighbors, their son is the one who had created the show, so it kind of becomes this quest for him to find the find the guy. And it's just, it's so cool. And you could tell, like, it's one of those like a Family Guy Simpsons type thing where, in the background, they like purposely. We're putting every character that had been in the series. You know what I mean? Now mm-hmm. you go to, um, you know, Springfield. They're always going to see just random characters around, but you know who those characters are. That's kind of what they did in this. They knew they had like one shot to do one more Rocco thing, and they just put all these characters, everything you'd want to see, kind of just throughout it. It's literally just a fan letter to, or a, a love letter to fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. I don't know if you if you ever watched that show when you were younger years ago. Well worth watching it now, for sure. I love how we're kind of in this uh, this stage where all of these shows are getting like reboots. They're getting, and they're getting. And, and, and I want to say this is a reboot. You know, just they're coming back. Um, and and everything from that to you know even a few years ago, you know, the full house team coming back. Yeah. Um, Punky Brewster is coming back. Did, uh, did you see that Disney wants to do a new Home Alone? I don't agree with that no, at yeah, all. No. We, leave, we're gonna, leave, we're gonna, we got to talk about this. We got to talk. Yeah, leave, Not leave at that all. Why would no. you do that? I, I'm fine with you bringing stuff. Like I said, like those shows that I just mentioned, that's fine. Even we both have wives. Did yours watch the, this 90210? Oh, yeah. It was awful. Did, <laughs> I, did she like I, it I or no? Um, she, I, I tapped out with like 15 minutes left. I'm like, I can't. Uh, I'm done. And she said the way that it ended, um, she goes, it has me interested to at least give it another episode or two. See, I didn't watch it, but I I was kind of intrigued by the take they were doing. Because that's not just like the show again, right? It's supposed to be the actors like themselves. They're playing themselves. Pondering bringing the show back like that's yeah, they, i think see i think that's kind of a neat way to do it. whether or not that's entertaining or not i don't know but it is but it, it it's just i don't know like it, they are and, and they're all getting together for like a 30 30th 90210 um convention basically so they all meet there and then stuff happens but i don't know i i, I guess and i don't think that was a surprise i think if you really followed what was going on with the making of the show um that was divulged, but I didn't know that, and neither did she. So oh, it, it, okay. See, it I didn't know that. I had read that. It confused you for a little while, like not knowing that. I'm like, wait, they, she just called her 
Jenny Garth or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what? So it took a little while to figure it out, but I guess it's kind of cool. And yeah, the the um the Home Alone thing, stuff like that. Leave the the classics alone. Yeah, there's something some things you just can't touch. And Home Alone, because do Home Alone, I think just transcends not only just the movie itself, but it was like the time that it came out, like yeah. the actors that are in it. There's so many things about that that you just you can't capture no. that again. It was like it was just catching that spark in a bottle. That's what Home Alone was. Yep. You know, John Hughes doing it. Um, uh, what's his name doing the music? Like there was just so much, so many pieces brought in there. The rebooting again is just not. I mean, honestly, the perfect reboot was Macaulay Culkin's suite, where it was him just like sitting in. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see like that. Him yeah, sitting yeah. in an underwear, eating ice cream. Like that is just. <laughs> yeah. That's as far as yeah. we need to go. Perfect. Or, or didn't they come out with a, a Google commercial over the Christmas season last yes. year, where he was yeah. like, like stuff like that? That's funny because right. it just brings you back there. But they've done. They did. Two movies with him, and then they did like they still did another like couple movies. Yeah, they're terrible. Like just leave those. Like don't have those be be considered like the remake or or, I didn't even watch them, but um, they can't do it. Like that. That's what concerns me about Disney a little bit that they have this streaming service that they're just gonna get a little too crazy, like little too happy with it. They're they're doing other ones too. Did you see in that same article about Home Alone? There was two other movies. Yeah, what were they? I saw them one of them was Night at the Museum, which came yeah, out like yes. ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. You're already gonna redo that movie? <sighs> Crazy man. I don't know. Yeah, not a fan. You know what yeah. I want him to do? Redo the old Goofy cartoons where he's like playing sports. Oh, those were like, yeah, awesome, dude. Like bring I, that back. Good versions yeah, of those. You know, they never announced that those. Why aren't the old Disney cartoons gonna be on the Disney app? Did they? I thought they were. Did they announce all well, that? I, don't, well, I was looking I'm at something thinking. recently, and it, it was all like newer animated stuff. It didn't like all those classic cartoons need to be on there. Like they that's have just to class. be. I mean, I'm sure at some point they will, but yeah, man, because that's what we want to see. Like you know, all the stuff like for you know kids of your kids' age, yeah. they want to see you know all the current stuff, which obviously we do too, and that'll be on there. But we want to introduce them to yeah the, the stuff that we grew up with, man. Like, uh so good. Gotta do it. Long story short, though, if you're a fan of Rocco, go watch Rocco's Modern Life. I don't know. We I enjoyed it. I loved it. And I, I love yeah. Rocco's just just funny. And if you didn't know, the the crew that basically made Rocco's Modern Life actually went on when Rocco ended to make SpongeBob. So there's obviously just you can kind of see just the workings of them pushing the envelope a little bit in Rocco, but they went a little bit further in Rocco than they did with SpongeBob. I think that was part of the reason that show ended was it was just a little too much. Yeah. And I mean, at one point there's a, a scene where Ro- or a episode where Rocco doesn't have a job. This was back in the original series. And so he loses his job at the comic book shop of all places, which is awesome. Nice. So he goes around to different places and one of the jobs he gets, they don't say it in there, but he's basically okay. working. Working as a sex telephone caller. And he's just going, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. <laughs> and this was on Nickelodeon in the 90s. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That one. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to some comics here, Chris. And, and there's really two we're going to talk about this week. But the one I definitely want to talk about and, and mm. go into. Because, you know, Marvel always does these events. Constantly. I mean, right now, the X-Men one, which has been pretty good. But, you know, they've done Secret Empire. They've just done all these different things. This one for me is probably at least the best start to any of these in a long time. It's Absolute Carnage is the name of the the series. And obviously, by the name of it, you can tell Carnage is going to be in it. So it involves Spider-Man and Venom and all of that. And just this issue hits the ground running. It's just an epic fight scene in the beginning and then even at the end. You got Spider-Man in there. I love just the the art style of this Spider-Man and they really go deep into his facial expressions, kind of like they do with like Deadpool, yeah. you know, where his the way his eyes move and all that. I, I love stuff, yeah. seeing that Spider-Man. I always thought that was great when, whenever you see that in the comics. And um it's just violent. And this this version of Carnage, which I mean really there's kind of multiple Carnages if you want to say, but not really. They're all kind of one like one hive mind here. Um, mm-hmm. this is, this, this series is going to go some places, man. I don't know. What did you think? I love this thing, man. Like I, I thought, um, and it's a, it's a Donny Cates. Donny Cates. Of you course. know, he's still, head, he's heading up the venom road. Pulling the strings, man. He's everything he's touching is turning into gold. Um, yeah, I, I like the, the, the story aspect and to kind of just give a brief summary, the, you know, Eddie Brock is, is 
no longer venom. It's like left his body. But they he's kind of explaining to his son um, that it leaves a little bit behind within you, like within a codex your or something. Within your it, yes. So although it's gone, there's still a tiny bit of it there. And what Carnage is doing is going around and collecting those little pieces just to make him all that much stronger. From, yeah, from everyone who has ever had the symbiote. And at one point, it. they find a pile of bodies. of, And they're people who, yeah. through the years past that we've known, have been had the symbiote within them. It's just Right. So even if you're dead, you still have it in you, and he will find you and extract that from you. So think of you know the people who's been in Eddie's life in particular who he's concerned about. So he goes and gets Spider-Man's help, which was cool in itself, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like a tag team right now, which is awesome. But what I loved about it was, and it made me think, like they, it, they break the, uh, the whole issue down into like three chapters. It's a pretty long issue. And, it is, and they, yeah. break, they break it up into three chapters. And it made me think, like, why doesn't Marvel do something like Netflix and just release everything at once? Just an entire like intro story, like mm. for like X-Men. Like the X-Men that they're doing right now, because House of X is six issues, release all six and then get started on the on the original, you know, the the ongoing series. Huh. I bet your sales would be better. Do, do, you, do you think then just ju- like so like graphic novel, like just straight up release a graphic novel? Something like that. Now, see, Something I would like- say that's the way to go. But just from from what we've kind of learned over the last two years, like I remember when Secret Empire came out. Mm-hmm. When that first issue came out, listening to This Week at Marvel, and at the time that first issue came out, they were still working on like issue three. So well, that's it wasn't done. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, you just, at that point, you got to get things ready. Doomsday right. Clock in DC. Has that even ended yet? Like, is this? No. St- <laughs> no. What? That was, that was supposed to end. That was supposed to be a year, one year project. It was supposed to be 12 issues from uh, oh November to November, and they released issue nine so they still have three more to go and it will be a full year over a full year of when it was expected to be completed so they're struggling with that but um no i I think like either do it in a graphic novel or like you know using the the house of x six issue um thing that i'm talking about like release all six individual issues because i feel like like sales wise I think people start tailing off. They get excited when House of X 1 comes out. They all buy it. And then by 6, I can guarantee you the sales from 1 to 6 go down. Yeah. If you released all six of them at the same time, people would be gobbling those up. Hmm. And then and then for, for something like this, because now we know like House of X is going to lead into the regular X-Men. Just release them all. I don't – what is this going to be? One what, big what? story. Yeah, what's Carnage? What's the long term uh, it, thing? It's with on the back people? of the issue. It shows. I want to say it? there's maybe only going to be four absolute Carnage issues, maybe. Right. Um, but there's a lot mixed in. There's like absolute Carnage, Miles Morales, absolute Carnage, Spider, uh, absolute okay. Carnage, Spider Gwen. Like there's like all these other things, of course, that are going to be all around. Um, and I think the end of this first issue it gives. Is you kind Kate's of writing them all? I don't know if he's writing them all, but he's he's kind of helmed. I mean, they've basically been building up to this over the last year. Uh, the whole Venom yeah. storyline and even some of the was it Spider-Man, I think that that book, we're all building to this. To this, yeah. Because yep. I feel like you know, Kate's is just well, you know, he he's just head and shoulders above anybody. Well, now that Hickman's back, I mean, you can't really. Well, what he's been, I think what Kate's has been doing is but, he's taking established characters and just giving new twists. I know, but th- them, this you know? and I love that. But what happens is like then he hands them off to somebody else, and they're not, never as good. Yeah. So he has his hands in so many different characters, which is great because he's like almost like reviving them. And then it's like you're giving them to like the the B team. And I don't want to insult anybody by saying that, but he his his vision for these characters is just amazing. Yeah. And what follows it is usually not as good, but it's it's entertaining for what we have what he's what he's doing, what he's doing, man, because he's that Thanos series is still <laughs> still great incredible incredible yeah cosmic ghost rider too man cosmic ghost rider so good oh my god so yeah so, so definitely the, this week we are recommending go check out absolute carnage it, it's mm. it's absolutely carnage and absolutely great <laughs> so um, dark man i mean which you yeah. you anticipate I mean, you've, that, are, you, are you caught up on the venom series or were you caught up, up no no see i'm, I am. I'm, and it, that dude that that series is awesome yeah, too man good. like it's 
Cates is killing it with Venom. And, and to me, it's great because like Venom is a character that I may have said it here before. Like I, I've always just loved that character, just the way he looked. I mean, when I was a kid, I had a poster of Venom up on my wall. It was like the only poster I could ever find of him. I had it up on my wall for the longest <laughs> time. I just, I loved just that idea of the symbiote. Like it was so cool. And, um, you know, he tried, they tried to have multiple series kind of throughout the years. I actually liked the Venom series when they had Flash, Flash Thompson playing mm. Venom. Um, that up really up to this point was kind of one of the better series, but it wasn't Eddie Brock. It was a totally different story. Um, but now where they are and Venom's finally getting his due, it's, it's great. It's cool. I love it. Uh, and let's, let's talk, you mentioned it, house of X number two. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Cause again, the X-Men we've, we've said here over the last few weeks, is kind of going through this whole, just change and kind of new direction for the series with Hickman on board. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you want to talk about with this one, Chris? We were kind of introduced to a uh, old character for the X-Men in, in Moira, right? The old character, but like new powers, basically. Yeah. Well, she never um, was. Was it ever known that she was a mutant? I think she was always just like a human that they knew just, that kind of like was a proponent of theirs kind of through the years. And we find out that she actually yeah, from, is a mutant that can reincarnate herself. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I when I finished reading this this issue, I was just like, I text you guys like immediately. I just thought this issue was awesome, and not not because like it it just gives you an, an answer, I guess, to something that happened in the first House of X because there's so much going on that we talked about in that first House of X, and this kind of like just follows her. And I'm wondering if that's what these six books are going to be about, just following one person and kind of like explaining their backstory. I don't know. But if it doesn't, that I'm still fine with that. But this is just it, it follows her and her reincarnating. And it basically goes through her her timeline of, of ten reincarnations that she does. In each. alternate timelines. Well, yeah. When we were Chris and I were arguing before, <clears throat> And it's not that I I'm I'm disagreeing with that it's alternate timelines. I guess it's just the definition of an alternate timeline. Like she she's she's reliving a different life. But in the same time period. So is that an alternate? I guess it's an alternate. Well, I think what it is basically, basically her her power is she gets reincarnated and she literally goes back into the womb of her mom, but with all the memories that she had before. So now we're kind of on this 11th iteration of her, which I guess would be considered the current time. But throughout this book, we, we see her flashing to those other previous 10. And each time, like... First time she just goes on board with Xavier and kind of goes through like the X-Men like we know. The next time she just goes to uh, Magneto and like basically riles him up to just lead to this giant war where he gets toppled by the Avengers and everybody. And then another time she goes to Apocalypse, teams up with Apocalypse and he comes in and just wreaks havoc. So it's like for me, I'm seeing it. But then she goes to like, you know, the original X-Men. Yeah, that was that. I thought that was awesome. Like they just went back to the original uh, you know the original five Which, X-Men. Dude, the, it, that page is awesome. What does it say? It's, it's what it said the the age of gifted. Which because that's what the, you know that was one of the original X-Men taglines was like gifted <clears> students. And then it's like the age of um, oh, what did it show for like Wolverine and Colossus? It was it like the age uh, of uh, discrimination or something like that. Through through the gifted years, through the time of hate and fear. That's it. Through the lost decade, until the very end. I just do that but, is just such an awesome, awesome page. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But and the page directly before it, like this is why I love this stuff. It's just like kind of like some brutal stuff. And and she so then in this one world she meets what is this one character's name that has got like the weird face? Destiny. Is that yeah, Destiny. Yeah. And they basically tell her, you know, what what she is capable of doing. But that, how do they word it here where it's like you – she has to like oh, – I can't remember how it goes. But more or less like she – like you said, like she knows – she'll have memories from the previous life while she's in the womb. But her powers don't manifest until a certain age. Because most mutants, yeah, they don't have right. the power until they're So older. if she wants to end this cycle, she basically has to kill herself before she's like six years old. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, man. That's and, crazy. And, and in that life cycle, like these people have her, they have her um, kind of like bound and stuff and they're kind of interrogating her. And at the very end, like they're basically going to kill her. And um, the one I think the one destiny tells Pyro um, basically burn her and burn her slowly. So she remembers what dying feels like. 
great. It's awesome. It's awesome, yeah. man. And and at the very end, um, we get the scene from uh, House of X one. That was in House of X, right? That wasn't Powers of X. It was House of X, yeah. It was House of X, yeah. Uh, when she meets Xavier at the very end at that fair, the festival, and we see where it goes from there. And then right after that, they give you a really cool kind of like detailed timeline of her 10, 10 years or her 10 um, reincarnations. I don't know, man. I just, I, I was hooked on this. Just so many, like the one page you were talking about, um, she, the, the different lives are all different lives. She goes with good guys. She goes with bad guys. Obviously, she goes with apocalypse. Like, it was just, to me, just this cesspool of mutants, and it was, I was eating this issue up, dude. I <laughs> loved it. I absolutely I can't it. wait till all this is done and we can really look back at these issues. Because, again, you know, this this issue is loaded with the text you know there's text all over the you come to yeah. a page and it's just random like there's and yeah. you notice there's one page in the beginning and it says it's apocalypse <laughs> talking and there's like a little logo or symbol and it's like you could tell that's the apocalypse symbol and then later mm -hmm. on there's I forget who else is talking it's like an x it's just the, the way they're doing these issues are very very cool yeah. um so we recommend you pick up those books too house of x it's great the, where this it's is awesome. all gonna go is gonna be i think pretty awesome especially when those Can't new wait. books launch that's what i'm really looking forward yep. to definitely Absolutely. Uh, let's wrap it up, Chris, here with a podcast recommendation. What do you got for everybody this week? So uh, you're in pharmaceuticals, yes, right? I sell drugs. Um, do you, how familiar with the Theranos debacle are you? Who's that? The guy that like was overpricing everything? No, no. It's the the 19 uh, year old prodigy who dropped out of Stanford to create this company called Theranos. Hmm. Um, that was, she, she kept telling people it was going to revolutionize the, um, blood testing world. And basically what she came up with and, um, was a, a it almost looked like a small printer, I guess. And, um, it, she claimed that you no longer had to, uh, go to the doctor and get vials of blood drawn from you to test for 250 different diseases or whatever whatever you might have and she created this thing where you could do it from a single drop of blood hmm. and got billions of dollars in in uh oh god like venture capitalist in in putting money into her company she became she was like the female steve jobs and she's obsessed with apple and steve jobs and she wore black like turtlenecks like that was oh her my get up. goodness and it it's fascinating to listen to in the very beginning in the very first episode like one, she told one of her uh stanford professors like i want to create this and the press professor was like that that's not gonna work and she just did not care and she went out and created this billion dollar company knowing full well it was not going to work and it came crashing down and she's it, it, it was last year this happened wow like, yeah so does she have the money uh, still or She's worth like nine billion dollars right now. Wow. Um, I mean, all that's going away. I'm sure she's looking at like twenty years in in oh, prison. Oh, okay. But not not the court case hasn't come around yet. But just to just to know, like, and she herself is a very like interesting person. So she has like the this very deep voice when she talks, and people think that's a fake voice that she uses because there's like some studies out there that women have that that have deep voices. People like pay attention to them more, or think that they're more brilliant and stuff like oh, that. Geez. And dude, it's it's. And what's the name it, of the podcast? You even said the name of it. Oh, I didn't even say the name of it. <laughs> no, it's called the Dropout. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of important. Yeah, people to, drop uh, it out of this conversation before they can exactly, hear the name of it. But um, it it it's real quick. I think it's like six episodes, about 35, 40 minutes per episode. Huh. But just she, she dude, she had people just. She was friends with Bill Clinton. Uh, she got just billions of dollars in. If she was on Shark Tank, they all would have went in, like, throwing wow. all their money at her. But I'm surprised you didn't, haven't heard about it. Mm. And she had she had a deal with Walgreens. Like, they were they were doing a deal with Walgreens to get this machine in every single Walgreens. Jeez. And and they it was in like a handful of them, and it was just the the samples that they were getting. Like, it was just testing poorly. Somebody would uh, like they they talked about this one old woman who. Um, did the test and it returned something 
like, I don't remember what the disease was, but it was like an insanely high level. So she called her doctor and the doctor's like, uh, get in here right now because like you might die tomorrow. Oh. And because the level was so high and they tested her there and they're like, no, your levels are fine. So not only were they like, doing it wrong, they were just like messing with people's lives. Like thinking yeah. that, dude, it, it's crazy, man. Okay. Crazy. The dropout. <laughs> the dropout. I got to yep. listen to that for sure. It's good. All crazy. right. Let's wrap it up there, Chris. Next week, I definitely want to talk about the special features on the Endgame Blu-ray slash DVD slash digital. Digital has been out for two weeks. I think today, as we're recording this, the uh, Blu-ray and DVD came out. So we'll be talking about those next week. I love watching those extras on there. Uh, I think that would be something neat to talk about. Uh, Other than that, I don't really see anything per se on tap. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say this tomorrow. So I'll probably yeah. talk about this next week if I if I survive it. We're going to a place called Pinkies here yeah. in Charlotte. The owner of this restaurant is the only person to appear twice, two times, on Diners, Dives, and Drives. Oh, season one, episode three. He was at another yeah. place here in Charlotte. He's since has moved on from that place and opened a new place. And this was on like they said, like season twenty-two something. All right. Dude, some of these burgers at this place are just... They're good? Ins- I-, I don't know. I've never been there. Oh, you've never been We're there. We're going tomorrow. We're going to find okay. out. So maybe I'll uh, put a little picture of that up tomorrow. Right. And um, right. yeah, I'll talk about that next week. We'll see how we, that goes. We have a, a chef up here who... Arteries don't blow up. Um, a chef in Albany that that beat Bobby Flay. And if you ever watched Beat Bobby Flay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He beat Bobby he Flay. beat Bobby Flay. Beat, nice. Yeah. And uh, I actually... Jen and I go to the restaurant all the time that he's that he owns. And on the menu... The, the the you've you've seen that show right yeah, Beat Bobby oh, yeah, Flay. Yeah. so the the item that beat Bobby Flay what they're called latkes they're basically like like hash it's like browns, a potato yeah, yeah 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 so we went there just one random night because we loved the place and on the menu were the, he named it the latkes that beat Bobby Flay like oh, that's the that's, that's the did you get what you got it of course I got them. you got to get that yeah yeah nice. so I had the latkes that beat Bobby Flay we got another place here that just opened around the street called uh, Hot Mess Burgers. <laughs> and it's a shipping container, like you know, big the big giant container. It's just on the yeah. side of the road, and they built some stairs up to it. And they have just all kinds of burgers with the um, Krispy Kreme donuts. Okay. You know, that whole spiel. They got like grilled cheese with the Krispy Kreme donuts. But they have a calzone mm-hmm. where they take a burger, chop it up with cheese, okay. and French fries. And then wrap that in the calzone and bake it. So when you cut into the calzone, you're getting burger and fries in the calzone. (laughs) And we wonder why we have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So, yeah, don't forget, uh, like and subscribe us on whatever uh, podcast service you use. And please email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. If you get any of those references we threw out there, I'd love to hear uh, if you guys can get that. Mm. Of course. Let us know your favorite concerts. If you guys have ever been to any of those crazy food restaurants out there, I'd love to know, too, if you guys have done that. So theenthuselife at gmail.com. And uh, like I said, YouTube channel has launched or is launching soon, youtube.com slash theenthusiastlife. Uh, do, the, do the thing that all the cool kids do. They uh, like, subscribe, and hit that bell for reminders. I don't know what they all say. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, but with that, everybody, thank you here for tuning in. And with that, we'll catch you next week. Jason. Jason.